So like everybody else, Dory and I have been saying, you know, when Corona's over, we're going to do this. When Corona's over, we're going to do this. Corona's never going to be over, so we're going to do this. <laughs> Not right. at this rate. <laughs> so we said, no, we're going to, we must bring in a big SA music element into our show. Well, the original idea was to do SA music mm. as a theme for one of the shows. But, you know, I didn't want to just, you got to kind of speak to the people or, mm. you know, we're here. We've got mm. the people or, or the people involved or people who know more about it. You admitted that it's not really your, I mean, you are the Italo disco expert. <laughs> Come on. And as much as I feel like I am somewhat of an expert in SA music from the 80s, I was like, mm, I don't I don't know as much as other people out there, and especially w- one particular person. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, and one of the amazing things about mine and Dory's career is that it's we've actually like come into contact with so many of the radio people yeah. we grew up listening to. Yeah. You know, so it's like- Who inspired us to become- Radio people ourselves, <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know, so so that's been the really cool thing. You can now count people that you're like as a teenager. You idolize them as a DJ, yeah, and now they're your friends. Literally, like, <laughs> like WhatsApp them regularly. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know, yeah. So they don't respond. They say fuck off and leave me alone. <laughs> but we can do it. <laughs> Stop stalking me. Speaking of stalker behavior, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. In in this particular case, so we definitely want to bring a SA music element into the show. We we'll hopefully do it every week. Uh, but Dory reached out to Neil Johnson, yeah. who is like one of the godfathers of not just like SA music, just radio in yeah. this country. Yeah. And uh, Dory spoke to him a little bit about his journey, yeah. his likes, and one particular song. Uh, but first, Dory spoke to Neil a little bit about his background and how he got into to radio and particularly the essay music side of it. I decided, and I, I was very like undemocratic about this. I decided which song we're going to choose. Maybe in future I'll let Neil choose. We'll see how it goes. But for now, I wanted to choose one of my absolute favorite, favorite 80s South African songs, which is Burnout by Sipo Hotsticks Mabuse. But then I got, uh, you know, there's not much info online about these things. Like if you go into Wikipedia, there's one line about the song. So I thought, let me call in Neil. Maybe he knows some more. Maybe he can help us out. I hope so. Otherwise, you can just talk about South African music in general because I know that that's his thing. Neil, give us some background. Apart from the fact that you were doing radio at the time and playing a lot of South African music, what what got you into it? When I moved to Joburg, uh, when I started work at 702, um, I was living in Sydney and I used to take the bus to work, the number nine bus. And it used to go through the top of Hillbrow, down Edith Cabell Street, past uh, Jubair Park, into town. And there were all these music venues around and things were happening and there were posters and stuff, you know. So obviously I was always interested in music. So, you know, you'd make sure that you went to Hillbrow and saw, went to the Chelsea Underground, go to the Jubair Park Theatre. Yeah, and that's how it started. I mean, and then you started meeting people. And, you know, in the radio industry, when you're on air, you get free stuff. So you get sampled with, with a lot of stuff. Um, and there was a lot of South African music around at that time. I mean, I mean, there were a lot of gigs to go to as well, um, but it wasn't on air. And so I kind of, uh, kind of convinced the program manager at that stage, Gary Edwards, to give me a South African hour, um, which he kind of put me at 11 o'clock on a, on a Sunday night, which was like the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. okay. You can have it, but we're no, not going to let anyone no, listen to it. <laughs> out, of, out of mind. And then later on, uh, it kind of got into when I started doing nighttime, it used to be an hour every Monday night. But I mean, 
again, that was kind of ghettoizing the South African thing. And there was a lot of kind of negative feelings about putting South African music into its own hour when the station at large should have been supporting music anyway. Um, but, but I must say, you know, I mean, when I left 702, in, and this is part of the story of Burnout, is because I wasn't living in South Africa when Burnout was released. I was running away from the South African Defence Force. I got a, ah, I got okay. a, I got a call up to Seventh South African Infantry Battalion. <laughs> so I thought, hell, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> and it was kind of strange because um, there was 84, 85, yeah. and Alex J came over. I was staying in Los Angeles, and Alex J came over, and he had a copy of Burnout with him. Um, and he said, "Like this is the biggest thing in South Africa at the moment. It's sold 500,000 copies. It's like triple platinum or quadruple platinum, you know. And everyone's going crazy about this album, you know. And so, yeah. and and obviously there was no internet in those days. And it was only when I yeah. got back in '86 that I managed to actually see the video. Um, I, I I I'd met Sipo earlier on, um, uh, probably during the early part of the '80s." Um, when he was still, Harari was still quite quite a big thing. And he came in yeah. to do an interview with Cocky Tubal on 702, and I was the controller of the show. They were like Funkadelic meets Earth, Wind and Fire. They were brilliant. I mean, they used to dress up. Brilliant. They did really, in fact, I worked in a small little record store out on the West Rand that used to supply a lot of LPs and stuff to, to, to the mining guys, to the guys who worked, worked on the mine. And Harari used to sell like hotcakes, man. So, Paolo, just to re- just to confirm, in case you're not sure, he's talking about Harari the band, which was Sipo's <laughs> band, not the not the place in Zimbabwe. That's like both made sense. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's like he spoke about it a little bit too much. So, I mean, that's a really cool story. And I mean, well, it, I mean, I didn't even know some of this stuff. I didn't know that he lived. Like literally a stone's throw from where I currently oh, exactly. live now, but I mean, like I didn't know that that was the thing that inspired him was the whole bus tour through Hillbra. Mm. I think I think that's such a, a, a really interesting story. And then obviously working in a in a record shop. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, didn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna get you. And um, I like how the I feel a very kindred spirit of him saying eleven o'clock was the graveyard shift. <laughs> we do eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Just listening. <laughs> so now this next part, Dory, Neil talks about Sipor going and his solo career. Yeah. And then you guys get into... And you're going to hear something that you've possibly never heard before. I hadn't heard it before. It's very weird. Very strange. Very strange. So the song, you know, it, it does... Re- I mean, you actually hear it everywhere. It crosses... It was the biggest crossover song and it still is because it's still played on every radio station. When Sipo- I think it hasn't even dated that bad. Like, if you heard it today for the first time, you wouldn't go, oh, that's such an 80s song. Yeah, you know, when, when Sipo did his 50th uh, anniversary in the music business, he spent the day at, at Kai FM, where I used to work, and they did, like, an intro interview on the morning show. Then the mid-morning show did his top 10 classics of all time. Then the afternoon show interviewed a whole lot of people that he'd worked with and his friends. And then he spent <laughs> an hour with John Perlman, in the evening. Yeah. So it was like a whole day of Sipo celebrating his... And he did a bit of an unplugged uh, during the course of the day, like, like with the staff. So it was really a yeah. cool day. And then they were speaking to Richard Mitchell, who was the engineer. Uh, Richard's recorded just about every South African album you can think of or artist. And, and Richard, when they interviewed Richard, he said it was quite interesting because they were 
the song hadn't been composed yet and they were just about packing up the studio and Sipo was sitting on the keyboard tinkling away and um, I think it was the bass player or the guitarist started accompanying him and then Richard said like what's that all about he said no I've got this idea etc so they did like the basic structure of the song and then the next day they came in and they recorded Burnout and yeah that, sure. that's the back end story of that song but I mean it's it's that particular album um, has one of my favorite songs on it called Jive Soweto, which is like an incredible, crazy kind of um, township jive song. Which yeah. And the backing vocals on it are like the Martella Queens on crack is like incredibly brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We might just have to play that at some point as well then. Hmm. Because, because <laughs> when you told me about this, I went online and mm. – there's probably four or five or six remixes of, of the song. I know that they did a remix in, in 2016 when Sipo celebrated his, his 50th year. And then just yeah. and then just last year, they re-released it, or Sipo re-released it as a, a COVID song. Um, yeah, so we've actually got a little clip of that to play because I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> uh, you see, I don't listen to radio anymore. So I didn't know that this existed, that that burnout had been made into this like what do we say like an, an educational version of the song to tell people to wash their hands and you know social distance safe and all that kind of, yeah all that kind of stuff so i'll quickly play a little clip of that and um so you can get an idea of it but i mean you see it's what a versatile song it could work for all occasions have you ever heard that version of the song you know what like i can't judge weirdness anymore i mean yeah. we <laughs> What's weird? Just another weird element to the global pandemic. I love the album cover, you know, like Michael Jackson's Thriller just came out a couple of years, like like before that, and Sipo's standing. Yeah. He's got this corrugated iron behind him, you know, and then this yeah. black leather jacket with a watch and the dark, this dark glasses and looking ominously, you know. Yeah. But for me, it's like, I don't know a single person who doesn't like this song. Find me a person who doesn't like this song. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you talk about this because – there was that whole thing about when they're playing Kalakata at a at, at a at a company yeah. party, like yeah. don't don't embarrass yourself as a white person. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But you'll, you'll play this, and everyone universally will just start grieving. You know, start exactly. Yeah. Nobody's going to judge it and say that exactly. it's, oh, it's, oh, exactly. it's a whitey song. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the interesting thing was this was so huge, and because he had a good record company behind him, he was signed to Virgin in the UK, and this was like released there. I don't know if it charted or anything, but he was also assigned to CBS in America um, for this album. And then th there was a follow-up album, um, which had uh, Shakisha on it, etc. And those, they, they did fairly well. I mean, they, they were number one hits, but it really kind of established him as a, as a South African artist that had, you know, his fingers in the pie in the bigger markets, you know, and, and also that, yeah. and that assisted his, his touring. I mean, he's done a lot, of, a lot, a lot of collabs and like in partnerships, he's done movie soundtracks, you know, so, so, so this thing really gave Sipa the, the foundation on, on which the rest of his musical career is, is, is like based. And he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. And he used to, he also used to be on the, on the board of Samro. Now I know Samro is like an ugly word in certain, <laughs> in certain portfolios or areas, but, um, Having musicians on that board is a really important thing, as opposed to just you know the publishers and and the industry yeah. people um, representing the 
Well, yeah, and I mean, the thing is, he, he pops up. He pops up all the time. So, like, recently, Sibongile Kamalo passed away, and he was all over all the media giving his tribute. He's just, he's an absolute part and part of the fabric of South African music. Like, He's a real man. He's an absolute man. <laughs> Seriously. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you, Neil. I think this is a, an illustrious start to our new feature. Well, I hope, I hope when you get other people that they get to choose their song. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, you, you can come on again and next time you can choose the song. How does that sound? <laughs> so, Dory, next time do we let Neil choose his own song? Oh, you know, I'm nervous about it, I have to say. Oh, no. I mean, look, I think that he's got good enough taste. Oh, jeez. You know, I, I, I like to have control, Paolo. I like pl- to be in control of things. You like, I love control. <laughs> we can't talk about musical taste. He'll definitely have something better than Sandy Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt about it. But we really hope you enjoyed that. And thank you to Neil Johnson. I mean, we've encountered Neil in so many different ways, as from radio DJ to working with him. And now. He also used to present that show on TV called Toyota Top 20. Oh Do you remember God, that? Oh, my God. That was the best. Yeah. That was the best. Yeah. So, very lucky. And, and we hope Neil will be a more regular part of the show. Yeah. Um, we'll and if you know. have any suggestions for songs you want him to tackle, let us know on our Facebook page. Or listen, even people you maybe want us to reach out to. Yeah, because um, we don't have to use Neil. We can use the actual artists if we can get hold of them. Artists. He mentioned Alex J in there. So, yeah. I mean, you know, give Dory and I some work because we don't fucking do anything. <laughs> 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 what are we doing? Uh, it has been a very, very cool week. It has. Playing anything. Thank you for joining me, Dory. Once again, anything you miss on the show and a whole bunch of extra stuff Mm. that 80 show essay on facebook it is not a rubbish page no it's a lot of fun you post some very funny stuff on there i have to say i can't help it i'm just a funny guy dory just so many lols (laughs) but that that's uh that 80 show essay on facebook playing anything and of course we've teased you for probably about 10 minutes now there's only one song We're going to play out with, right? We're going to burn ourselves out. Oh, my God, Dory. Bye. Bye.